Pastor Varun and Pastor Dala Hopperson would like to welcome you to the following message from New Hope International Church, Seattle, Washington. Here is Pastor Lau's dynamic teaching that will change your life with love, hope, and peace in Jesus Christ. On New Year Eve meeting, I present a sermon, half of it, and I want to continue today. If you want to hear the first half, you can go to the podcast, download the sermon, which should come out within a week or two. Or you can get a CD if you don't know how to download the podcast and listen to the first part. And we're talking about how to make the fresh start in this year. How to make a fresh start. As you know, we all face disappointments in life. We all face failure in life. You may have done the best in year 2008, but you still have some disappointments. You may not see the thing that you expect to see, but you should not give up and you should continue to go on. The Bible says in Isaiah 43, verses 18 to 19, the Lord says, forget about what has happened before. Do not think about the past. Look at the new thing I am going to do. The Lord said, forget about the past and look at the new thing. The door of year 2008 has been shut down, has been closed. And we don't want to live in the past anymore. We want to move on to the future. A few days ago, I preached the first two principles of how to make a fresh start. The first principle is stop making excuses. Stop blaming other people. Stop passing the buck but start to take responsibility of our mistake and examine ourselves and take stock of our life, what we have, what we don't have, and learn from those experiences in the past. And all the detail you can listen through podcasts or CD. But today I would like to go on with three more principles of how to make a fresh start in this year. And we're going to see more success this year. We're going to see great things happen this year and the year to come if we continue to practice what we learn from the Scripture. The third principle that we'd like to talk about today is to act in faith. Everyone say, act in faith. We need to take action in faith. If God tells us to do something, we need to launch out in faith. I learned from the Bible and from experience that if we want to see change in life, the first thing we need to, to do is to act in faith. We need to walk by faith. Faith will change things around us. If you want to change your future, you need to start by faith. Believe that God will do something for you. If you want to see the change in your business or in your education, in your grade, you need to start to have faith and expectation. Because the Bible says in Matthew chapter 9, verse 29, Then he touched their eyes and said, According to your faith, will it be done to you? You can see that Jesus emphasized faith. If you want to see something done in your life, you need to start to walk by faith. Normally, we get out of life according to what we expect. If we expect that this year, we're going to have a bad year. You're going to have a bad year. If you expect that, oh, this year is going to be the same old thing. 
It's going to be a real bummer. This year going to be the same old thing, and it's going to be the real bummer. We need to expect some good things happen in our life. We need to expect more from God. If you have failure in your marriage, in your relationship, maybe you have financial failure, maybe you have educational failure or business failure, whatever failure that you have had in the past years, this year, today, this Sunday, start to rise up in faith and say, God, I believe you love me. I believe that you can do great things in my marriage. I believe that things can change in my life. I did that already. I had pretty shaken marriage in 1993 to 1994 and 1995. But by faith, by 1996, God turned around my marriage. And since then, we had a happy marriage because of faith, because I act in faith, because I believe that God would do something to me. Don't say like this, it's going to be same old thing. My husband will never change. My wife will never change. My grade will never get better. You don't say like this. Don't say that it's going to be a real bummer. In order to have act by faith, one thing you need to do is to stop having a pity party. You need to stop feeling sorry for yourself. Stop thinking that you are the victim of the circumstances and blaming other people. Don't say life is unfair. Who tell you that life is fair? The Lord Jesus never tell you that life is fair. Life is unfair. Why? Because the world is full of sinners. You are related to a lot of sinners. So life is always unfair. But it, it, even though life is unfair, God is great enough to change your circumstances if you act in faith. You cannot live in the past. You cannot just keep rehearsing the past, thinking about the past, and expect the good things happen in the future. Do you know why? Because if you keep rehearsing the past, rehearsing the hurt and the setback and the failure and disappointment in your life, you're going to be miserable. You can spend a lot of energy on the past and you will miss the good things in the future. A lot of people are prisoners of the past. And therefore, they'll never be set free to move on to the future, to have the future. Remember, Jesus said, according to your faith, it will be done to you. Don't rehearse the failure of your life. But learn from the failure because God built your life up on the foundation of your failure. You learn the lesson from your failures and don't do it again. If you don't sit down and examine your failure, you're going to repeat the same mistake again this year. So learn from the failure and work and learn and, and work on it. And then you're going to be better this year. Never call a failure a failure. I never call myself a failed person. Call a failure education. Call the, a failure in your life lesson. I learned the lesson. Amen? So that's what happened in my medical practice. That's what happened in my marriage life. If I make something wrong, I learn the lesson and I don't do it again. I need to stop doing that because it caused failure in my life. So that's what you should do. Use the failure as education and don't have a pity party because no one going to get right at the first time. You're going to make some mistake. If you don't get right at the first time, you fail the first time, that's okay. You may do well the second time. You may do better the third time. You may be even better the fourth time. Don't quit. 
Don't rehearse the failure. Not only when you rehearse the failure and you feel miserable, you also will always live in the past, and you will never get into the future that God has prepared for you. So, let's say at the same time, stop having a pity party. Stop feeling regret about myself. Amen. Learn from the failure. The Bible says in Proverbs chapter 16, verse 9, a man's heart plans his way, but the Lord directs his step. In order to act by faith, we need to plan. God says a man needs to plan, and then the Lord will lead the step. Have you made plan for year 2009 yet? If you don't make plan, it means two things in your life. Number one, it means that you are not walking your life by design, but you are walking your life by default. The second meaning is that you're just drifting through life. When the wind comes, you just blow by the wind. When the stream comes, you just flow with the stream. Each day you wake up and you don't know what you're doing. You don't have any goal of life. You don't have any plan of life. So your life can be planned by other people. People will call you, do this, okay. People will say this, you do this. You don't have any priority. You don't have a plan in your life. You have only 24 hours a day. Therefore, in order to have a statement of faith and act in faith, you need to set the goal. Do you know that goal is a statement of faith? When you set the goal, it means, God, I believe you tell me to do this. And I'm going to set a deadline on it. And this goal can be any goals in your life. Family goal, mortgage goal, marriage goal, business goal, educational goal, ministry goal. I have ministry goal that next year we're going to spread out more CD than this year. The ministry goal on our church is to have another center up north and we're going to see the growth over there and the growth over here. So both churches are going to grow. Amen. Amen. Personal goal, I plan to pay off my mortgage ASAP. I save and I pay off my mortgage. That's my goal. I don't want to be in debt. I set the goal. I even set the goal how many years from now my mortgage will be gone. I set the goal and I stick to my plan. Every month, I pay my mortgage. I maybe cut down on some coke in order to pay my mortgage. Maybe some latte to pay my mortgage. I set the goal and plan. Amen. If you don't set goal, it means you have no faith. Because goal is a statement of faith. And planning means you want to take action to do something to let the goal be finished. I want to let you know right now that it, as a matter of fact, no one going to fulfill all the goals that you set. The matter is not about setting the goal and fail to fulfill the goal. It's better to have the goal and don't fulfill the goal than no goal at all. Because if you don't set goal, it means that you have no direction of your life. You just drift. You don't know what's going to happen at the end of your 2009. You don't know what you're going to do in life. You have no destiny to go. But if you set the goal and you set the plan and you just keep walking to that plan, you are trying to tell God, God, I have faith that this is going to happen to me. I have faith that I take action, something going to happen. Even you get 50% fulfillment of your goal, better than people who have no goal at all. Are you listening to me? 
to set the goal for this year. What you like to see in your care group? What you like to see in your college work? What you like to see in your ministry? What you like to see in your family? Maybe you set the goal that I'm gonna be a better husband this year. I will be more sensitive to my wife. I will become more kind to my wife. I need that direction. A lot of people make business goal, make financial goal, but they never make goal for their own spiritual life. A lot of people don't even make goal and set plan at all. Why? Because they fear. They are afraid of failing. They are afraid that when I set goal and make plan, people will ridicule me and laugh at me because the goal never fulfilled, never reached. The Bible say like this: Proverbs chapter 29, verse 25. Being afraid of people can get you into trouble. Don't be afraid. Don't fear man. Man can laugh at you that you don't fulfill your goal. That's okay. But at least you have something to do. At least you have some direction to go in your life. What you plan to do this year so that you can succeed even more. Don't worry that people call you a dumb. Don't worry that people call you a failure, because A failure is not about setting the goal and don't fulfill the goal. A failure means don't set goal at all, because you fail from the beginning. You don't set goal. Amen. Set your goal this year. Go home today after the service and sit down, learn from the past, learn from all the failures. Stop being self-pity, and start to act in faith. Set the goal and make plan. That is the third principle. The fourth principle. How to make a fresh start this year is to refocus. We need to refocus. We need to really renew our mind, our thinking, because of many times our thinking is wrong. That's why we fail. The Bible say in Proverbs chapter four, verse 23, in the Good News Bible, "Be careful how you think. Your life is shaped by your thoughts." Your thoughts or your mind dictate your emotion or feeling. Your feeling dictate your action or determine your action. What if you think here will cause the action to happen in your life? If you have acted in a depressed and discouraged way in year 2008, it means that you are very depressed and you are very discouraged. If you act in a fearful and worry way. In year 2008, it means that you are very worried and you are very fearful. You need to change your thoughts and your mind in order to get your action right. The Bible says in Romans chapter 12, verse 2: Do not be conformed to this world, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind, that you may prove what is good and acceptable and perfect will of God. What is the standard of changing your mind? The Word of God. We need the Word of God to shape up our mind. Listen to more CD, teaching CD, reading the Bible more. Listen to the tape or CD of the Scripture in your car. That's what Pastor Da always doing. She put the CD on and listen to from Book of Genesis, Book of Exodus. Listen to the Word of God. Listen to the teaching to shape your mind. Read the Bible more, because if you can transform your mind. Your feeling will be changed, and your action will be changed, and your focus will be changed as well. Stop thinking the old ways, looking the new things that the Bible tell you. Amen. 
Don't think something negative. Some negative thing like unbelief. Oh, it's not gonna be successful this year again. I'm gonna stay like this forever. That is the negative thinking. Thinking the Bible say. The Bible say God is on my side. Amen. The one who is in me is greater than the one who is in the world. I am more than conquerors in Christ Jesus. Amen. Think positive. Think that you are the winner, not a victim, or you are a defeated fool, but you are the victor. Amen. Don't think something dumb. Don't think something that very negative, very discouraged. But think like the Bible think. Change your thinking. Change your mind so that you can let go of the past, let go of the painful memory, let go of the painful failure of your life. But start to think about victory that God gonna give to you. One way to stop thinking negative is not to try to resist the negative thinking. Don't resist the negative thinking, but replace the negative thinking with the positive thinking from the Bible. Why? Because if you keep resisting, this is what you do. I'm not going to think about oh bad year. I'm not thinking about my last year of failure. I'm not going to thinking. You keep thinking like that. You are rehearsing the negative thing again and again. But instead of trying to resist it, just replace it. The Bible say clearly that if you really meditate. On the word of God, on the mind of Christ, on the thinking of God, you're gonna be successful. Psalm chapter one, verses one to three, the Bible say, "Blessed is the man and the woman who walks not in the counsel of the ungodly, nor stands in the path of sinners, nor sits in the seat of the scornful, but his delight is in the law of the Lord, and in." His law, he meditates day and night. He shall be like a tree planted by the rivers of water that brings forth its fruit in its season, whose leaf also shall not wither, and whatever he does shall prosper. How many people want to be like that kind of man? Whatever he or she does will prosper. You will be like a tree that produces so much fruit. What do you need to do? Stop meditating. On the wrong thing, there are two words: meditation and worries. If you are expert in being worry, you are you can be expert in meditating, because worry means to think about negative thing again and again, over and over. You think about that all day long. Oh, my family will never go anywhere. My wife will never change. She will be the same this year again. My kids will never get better. Oh, oh, oh! You worry. You think negative. That is not faith. But meditating means you thinking the word of God, the promise of God, the goodness of God. The thing that God gonna do in your life and through your life again and again. You read the Bible and you go home and rethink about it. You think how I can practice that. How it gonna be happen in my life? I gonna hold on to it. I believe it. It's gonna happen to me. You keep thinking the word of God. You thinking about the law of God and the Bible promise. If you do that, we will be prosperous and successful. I heard the testimony of a brother in the church. That one day God adjusts his thinking as the head of the household, and I'd like to hear his testimony quickly. Lee, could you tell us how God adjusts your thinking this year? Good morning. Uh, I, I was I've been praying uh, to God to to just 
just hold me tighter, bring me closer to to the kingdom, and 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 just to be more committed to uh, kingdom business, and and to you know just really be yearning after his own heart. And one of the things he told me at the beginning of the year was that as the head of the household, I needed to make sure that I was setting the best example possible for my wife and just for my home and and just in things of a divine nature. And a little thing that came up for me was getting up uh, for prayer on Saturday mornings on a consistent basis as opposed to doing it hit and miss, which has been my MO. And he really convicted me of that, that how important it was because I pray for her safety all the time and I pray for the safety of my home. And he said, come to me, be in fellowship with me and fellow believers on a consistent basis and all of that will be done, but you have to do your part. So, I mean, he spoke to me really loudly and clear. So I, I praise him for, for answering so that. So how do you feel when you wake up on Saturday morning? Oh, I don't want to. Oh, it's time to just lay down for as long as I want. Because I do, my wife and I, we work really, really hard. And I do a lot of things uh, already. I, you know, I, I, we are part of two care groups. And I do a lot of stuff at work. We do extracurricular things. We volunteer at work and everything. And my attitude is, I'm already so busy. I don't have time for anything else. This is my time. Saturday is my time. Saturday is my day. You know, if I can do it sometimes, if I can go to prayer sometimes, fine. If I don't, then I'm still okay with him. Well, he says, no, you're not. Because based on the things that you're praying for, you need to do this to stay in touch so that I can better direct you and better protect your home. And, so that, and, and the reward has been a, a, a newfound peace in my heart. With the knowledge that he he's directed me, he has answered my prayer, and he's told me what I need to do to accomplish what it is I yearn for. Yeah. Amen. Thank you. you know, I as a head of the household, as a husband, and as a father, I agree with Lee, what God spoke to him. We need to be example to other people. I cannot blame my wife and my kids if they fail. I need to set good example to them. If I want my family to be spiritual, to love God, I need to love God more than them, to set a pace for them to follow me. I need to dedicate my life to God. I need to be a good leader in the house, to lead my family to the things of God. And that might be a refocus for you this year, all the men in this church, that you need Stop blaming your wife. Stop blaming your kids. But you start to rise up and say, I'm going to be committed to God more. I'm going to go to care group. I'm going to read the Bible. I will pray more. I will go to pray meeting. I will lead my family to the things of God. And I believe that God will start to change the situation in your home. Amen? Amen. If you do your part, God will do His part. Every man in the church should be a good leader, spiritual leader, lead the family, to the things of God. Amen. And I want to encourage all of you to do that. I make that decision. You know, we have fast and prayer these 10 days. So Pastor Da really feels sorry for me because I work so hard and I'm so thin already. And she said that, well, that's okay, you just fast only one meal. I said, no, I need to set good example. I'm going to fast with you. Amen. So we need to really set good example. If you want your family to fast, you need to fast. You cannot just say, you know, I am, uh, I am an exception. No, we need to set good example to other people. Amen? Many of us 
in order to start the new life, you may have to do the same thing that happened to me many years ago. Twenty-something years ago, I began the new life in God because I began to stop blaming my dad. I used to blame my dad, blame my mom for my problem. I stopped blaming them. I start to take responsibility of my own problem. That is my sin, and I start to take stocks of my own life. I start to look back in my life, why my friend hated me, why people rejected me, why my girlfriend da at that time my girlfriend hurt all the time because of my own sin. I began to examine my life and take stock of my own failure and my life, and I started. To take action of faith, that in 1980 I decided to accept Jesus Christ into my heart, take the action of faith, and I start to refocus by going to church and hear the sermon and listen to the sermon and read the Bible and study the Bible to change and renew my mind. Since 1980, I accepted Christ. I renew my mind. My life has never been the same. I start all over again. I start afresh with God. I make a fresh start with God in 1980, and I start to do the same principle every single year. That I stop blaming people, start making, stop making excuses, taking stock of my life. I take action of faith. Whatever wrong that I did, I need to take new action of faith, and I refocus, renew my mind with the Word of God. And every time I do that, God start to move me to the next level. And better in my life. Some of you may need to start that way, like me, 21 years ago. That you need to accept Jesus Christ into your heart, step in, out in faith, and say, from today on, I'm going to become a Christian. Some of you may need to renew your mind and read the Bible even more. Thank God that our God is a God of second chance and third chance. I read the book of Jonah. Jonah was told by God to go one direction. And Jonah went another direction. He was rebellious. He just did his own thing. And what happened? God did not give up on him. The Bible says in Jonah chapter three, verse one. Now the word of the Lord came to Jonah the second time. Thank God. God never gave up on us. God did not give up on Jonah. God did not give up on you. He gave Jonah the second chance. God will give you second chance this year. Why don't you stop blaming other people? Stop blaming the government. Stop blaming your wife. Stop blaming your kids. And you start to take stock of your life, examine your failure, your experiences, adjust your mind with the word of God, and believe that God gives you the second chance. It's not too late to start over again. It's not too late to repent and start over to follow God's way. You make mistake last year. That's okay. You start over this year. You will never fail until you give up. Until you say, "I don't want to do this anymore." Don't give up. And the last thing I want to say to you, in order to be successful and to really make a fresh start, is to trust in God. You need to trust God. Depend on God. The situation in your life may seem so impossible to change. You look at your husband and say, "Impossible! This man gonna change." You look at your wife and say, "Impossible for her to change." You look at your kids. 
You look at your situation. You look at the financial situation. You say it's impossible to change. Maybe you struggle in your study at school, and you say it's impossible to change. But for God, all things are possible if you depend on Him and you trust Him. Don't say like this. I will try harder. Don't depend on your own strength. I'm gonna try harder. You know, people who say I will try harder are like people who want to go across the wall, and they keep banging their head like this, banging their head on the wall, and expect the wall to fall down. No, the wall is not gonna fall down. The head gonna break. You're gonna have a cut on your head, and the bleeding gonna come out. If you face the wall, you need to be like an Iron Man. You need to equip yourself with the power of God and just. Put the button. Your body go up like this and go across the wall and go to the other side of the wall. You need to depend on the power of God. The Bible says it's not by might nor by power, but by the Spirit, say the Lord. The Holy Spirit gonna make you an Iron Man on your back and go up and you can fly. Amen. Depend on the power of God. I like to watch Iron Man. Thinking about the Holy Spirit every time I saw that movie. <laughs> the Holy Spirit give you power to fly. Amen. Hallelujah. Second Corinthians chapter five verse seventeen. When someone becomes a Christian, he becomes a brand new person inside. He is not the same anymore. A new life has begun. Our God is specialized in new beginning. Whatever happened in the past, he can start a new beginning for you. Amen. I believe that if you're faithful in trusting God, depending on God, each year gonna be the new for you. Something new gonna happen in your life. He's gonna move you to the next level. Amen. Don't think about negative thing anymore. Looking at the positive thing God gonna do for you. I want to encourage all of you from today on. Start to make plan. Set the goal. And stop thinking negative, but have faith and trust God, and thinking positive, expecting God more. You wake up every morning, God. I expect great things happen in my family. I expect great things happen in my kids. Expect great things happen in my business, in my education, in my schooling. I expect good things happen in my care group. I have faith that you're gonna do something great. It's by your grace. It's done deal. God, Jesus has paid for me all this blessing. I'm gonna receive by faith. I'm gonna stop having pity party. I'm gonna stop thinking negative and rehearsing the failure of my life. But I'm gonna look for the bright future that God has for me. And I believe this year you're gonna see new beginnings, new things for you. And I want to encourage all of you. To listen to this sermon again and again, to remind yourself, get the CD and listen, maybe three or four times, until you really get it into your spirit and begin to practice what you learned today. Amen. How many people say I cannot do what you I hear today? Raise your hand up. I want to make a conclusion. Number one, stop blaming other people. Stop making excuses. Number two, taking stocks of your life, examine yourself, look at your failure, what you have left in your life, who is your connection, who can help you, who is your real friend, how much money left in your stock market, what else left in your body in your life, and then start from there and build up again. Amen. Number three, you begin to act in faith. Start to make plan. Start to act in faith. 
set the goal and stop having a pity party and feel sorry for yourself. Stop rehearsing the failure of your life. And number four, refocusing. Refocusing and rethinking. Have a new mind, the mind of Christ. Stop thinking the worldly way and the, and the man's way, but thinking God's way. And number five, trust in God. S-T-A-R-T. Start. Stop making excuses. T, taking stock of your life. A, act in faith. R, refocus. T, trusting God. How many people want to start new this year? Do the start formula. Amen. And I want to encourage everyone who never start with Christ. If you never accept Jesus Christ into your heart, I want to encourage you to do that. I did that many years ago in 1981, and I never regret it. I started a new beginning again when I accepted Jesus into my life and did what I say today. Five things. If you never invite Jesus into your life, I'd like to encourage you to do that today. Anyone want to start anew by accepting Jesus into your life, raise your hand up and say, God, today I want to start a new life. Anyone that never accept Jesus and want to accept Jesus into your life. Anyone in here? If you never. Or if some of you have accepted Jesus many years ago, but you fall away, you did not follow Christ on a daily basis. You do not, do not go to church. You do not read the Bible. You do not pray. You do not really serve God. And you say, I'm going to start all over again. I'm going to start to follow Jesus fully this year. Raise your hand up and say, God, this year I'm going to start to follow Christ more. Amen. Amen. Why don't we pray together? Follow my prayer. Father in heaven, this year, I start over again. I forget the past. I want the new beginnings. I want to follow Christ. Stop blaming other people. Stop making excuses. I will examine myself. And I will refocus Meditating on the Word of God Oh Father I will take action of faith Whatever you tell me to do I will set goals And make plans I will trust you All the days of my life Fill me with the power of the Holy Spirit I don't have to knock on that wall with my head I don't need to try harder but I can Lord rise up like an eagle I can soar with you by the power of the Holy Spirit give me direction Lord give me victory in this year in Jesus mighty name Amen Hallelujah. Amen. Hallelujah. We trust this message has ministered to you. If you would like more information about New Hope International Church or other teaching series, please contact us at 206-275-1042 or visit our website online at www.NewHopeInternationalChurch.org. You may also write to us at the following address, 
New Hope International Church, 9170 Southeast 64th Street, Mercer Island, Washington, 98040. Thank you very much, 